hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. Sometimes I start in songs, sometimes I start in other ways. Welcome back to the Sexton, everyone. You are here with your hosts at She Wolf Lauren and at Camille Misbach, aka your den mothers on Instagram at the den mothers. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so welcome back to episode number 14. Last week was clearly episode 13, which was important because I, Camille, was born on 1313 on the 13th. This episode 14, your other den mother, She-Wolf Lauren, was born at 1414 on the 14th of October. Wow. Isn't that fun? So, and did you know that we were born in the same hospital room too? So it was 1313 on the 13th, 1414 on the 14th. Camille was nine pounds, one ounce, and I was nine pounds, nine ounces. So we were these big old babies born on cool, at cool times. Yeah, we were big ass babies already born to be witches. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead while you're listening and just, if you're on Apple Podcasts, throw us that star rating. Throw us a review if you love it. Also, we get a lot of DMs giving us props. Which yeah. I couldn't be any more thankful for the Wolfpack for doing that. If you have time to copy and paste your review right into Apple, that also works. Yes, so we post some of our videos on YouTube. This one might be going up on YouTube. We'll see how the service works out. But either way, happy Wednesday. We love you. Happy October. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's October 1st and I feel so sad because today I thought it was September 31st. I didn't even have time to prepare my body for the fact that it was my favorite month of the year. It's Halloween time. It's hocus pocus season. Oh my it's God. time to carve pumpkins. Get those slutty costumes ready. And it's time to celebrate my life. And <laughs> I am so excited about that. Lauren's birthday month. So welcome back to the text den. We love you. We love you. We're so happy you're here. Today's episode is going to be good. Yay. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> wow. That's so, normally my thing. Yes. We're a little bit <laughs> off today and I could tell you we're forgetting because Lauren's uh, Wi-Fi is a little bit shaky. You want to tell everyone where you, where you are, Lauren? Yeah. I'm in a little town called uh, Big Bear, California, and <laughs> I'm so excited because Truly fall is my favorite. And so Shane and I no longer have leases. And we, I mean, we, I say this on almost every episode, but we just decided to come up to the mountains for a month. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited because I discovered that on our actual street, there is a hiking trail. Like <sighs> it goes straight into the forest. And so we're like taking Momo on off-leash hikes and just having so much fun reconnecting. He, I did hoppe last night and he played the drum for me. And then I threw up. Like it's been weird <laughs> I, and for great. some reason I <laughs> knew you would mention that you vomited. <laughs> okay, I only threw up like once every people. ten years. Yes, me no. too. And I was going to say I <laughs> threw up after like randomly drinking beer at this party, and I felt like I had to tell everybody because it's so <laughs> rare that I vomit. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so it was like, I couldn't stop telling people that I vomited. I was like, I threw up. Isn't that crazy? And most people are like, no, that's super normal. Like people vomit. And I was like, no, but you don't understand. I wasn't that drunk. I wasn't even drunk at all. And I vomited. They're like, okay, that's gross. Thank you. Dude, I threw up yesterday and it wasn't just like a little bit. I was like, I had to pull over. Okay, so I was like kind of nauseous. He played me this drum circle and he's so good at it. It's literally, he's like the coolest shaman man ever. Uh And so I'm like laying on the ground, writhing in pain, going on a journey basically, like blasting off into the universe. And I got up from home. I was so nauseous. And but I wanted really bad to go to Indian food. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a long story just to, about me vomiting. But I had to pull over <laughs> on the side of the road because it's really windy up here. Uh-huh. And I was just in my heels on the side of a cliff, like on the mountain, just yakking. And it was so good. I, I don't know. It felt really good to just purge. <laughs> uh, I I hate vomiting. So that doesn't sound good to me. Oh. But it probably was really good for you, Lauren. <laughs> it was a release. It was a release, if anything else. So my week update is going to be short because... Wait, wait. Was that my week update? Well, we're not doing a week update today. I just wanted you to tell everybody where you were and you just threw in that you threw up. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're not doing a week update because our last episode was about mantras and BJs. So we both asked questions on our Instagrams. So instead of doing a week update, I am, I, Camille, am going to do some funny BJ stories or potentially quick questions we can answer that people wrote in. And then Lauren is going to go through the mantras that people wrote in that they have. So yeah. Shalt I start Lauren? Yeah, I think you shalt. And I just have to say that I think it's awful that we're not doing week updates. Okay. Well, everybody gets a week update every week. So we'll maybe do one another time. Okay. I wrote in and said, do you have any funny blowjob stories, comments, questions? This person said, the drunk gagged and vomited to bully from my kebab all over his penis. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Stop. Uh Yeah. The drunk to bully. Dude, if you're going to throw something up, it might as well be to bully. It's like the best thing you've ever had. Dude. I cannot think of things worse. He probably, I'm just going to say this, writer number one, is that he probably thought it was hot that you were that committed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know that the people in my life would have probably liked that. Yeah. Okay. Story number two. My jaw locked when I was giving this guy head. <laughs> yes, his pee was that big. I thought we were going to have to call 911. <laughs> oh, oh, my I God. I luckily got it unstuck, and he had no clue. So scary. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. So her dog just locked open. Okay. Like, Okay. I don't know if anyone has had locked jaw, <laughs> but... I have this thing where I have a pretty big mouth and I used to put things in it. And one time I specifically, this was like a traumatic experience for me, Damn. was walking with my little group of friends and I had a tennis ball and I was like, I bet I could fit this in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and when I put it in there, it was like, oh. <laughs> 
and it got totally locked up. <laughs> Imagine the most open mouth. <laughs> Lockjaw itself Dude. is so attractive. Oh my so, god! And you're, I, I literally <laughs> turned away and was like, oh. and I, had to, I was like massaging it. It eventually did go away. So I can only imagine <laughs> how nervous you would be <laughs> if you feel it coming on and you're giving that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh I just my you god. With your your big mouth just like ah, ah. it was so locked up. Okay, so writer number two. I'm so sorry that happened to you. It's also a hilarious story. Oh my god, Camille. Oh my god. Okay. I got two responses that said Okay, I got one response that said, first time I ever gave head, I took my mouth off too soon and it shot up my nose. Someone else said one of the first times I thought they were done and got jizz in my eye, stung for three days. <laughs> oh my God, three days. That's some acidic jizz. Yes. Okay. So this one, <laughs> my aunt got me a blowjob helper as a bridal shower gift. We decided to try it out and I don't know how... <laughs> how but i accidentally bit him so hard let's just say ruined the moment <laughs> oh my gosh and then i have one more it said giving bj to my guy for years just watched bj porn and now i'm insecure about my skills oh <sighs> okay we well, sort of talked about this last episode yeah what I want to say is don't be insecure about your skills, but if you see something and you're like, that's not something that I do, why don't you give it a try? Yeah. And then I bring mean, it up to your guy. I mean, porn, honestly, in some ways, it can show you fun things. Like, I've watched porn before and then, like, decided to try new positions. Like, it does show some pretty funky things. So if you're seeing one and you're like, it looks like he really likes that. <laughs> we'll just go ahead and try it. Try it on for size. I yeah. mean, I, like I said on last episode, I was really into the neat blowjob style. Mm -hmm. I thought that like that was the thing. And then I, somebody sent me something that they liked. I asked like, what do you like in bed? It was before we had sex. And he sent me this really sloppy blowjob video and I ended up not having sex with him because I felt like I wanted him to say I love eating pussy, right? Like, yeah. But that's what not do what you he like, said. and he's like, "What do you like?" Blowjobs. Yeah, a sloppy blowjob. But I watched the video and I was like, "I can do that. Like, I'm gonna be good at that." And so I'm gonna be good at that. I love, I love it. <laughs> I'm gonna be good at that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's good for practice. It's always fun to switch up and do a new move or two. So do it, mm -hmm. and then after when you're hanging out with your partner, just say, hey, I tried something new. You can even say, I saw this in porn and thought it was really hot. And yeah. I tried it on you. Did you like it? Like, I feel like right. they'd be like, you watched a blowjob? Right. I think they'd be really excited about it. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think that wraps up my blowjob stories as well okay. as lockjaw. So, <laughs> Lauren, why don't you hit yeah. us with some people's mantras? 
Okay, there are so many good ones. I'm going through them right now. I actually got hundreds of people that wrote in with these, which yeah, I, I love. Really good mantras too. Yeah. So um, here are a few that I love. I love what's meant for me won't pass me by. Mm. Somebody wrote that in and also that's one of my favorite mantras. Um, another one is bitch, you doing a good job to the tune of the TikTok. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. I like bitch, that. You doing a good job, bitch. You doing a good job. I love that. Okay, this one says take up fucking space. Mm. Like just take up space. If you need it, take it. Self-awareness without action is only self-destruction. Hmm. Man. The fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. Other people's opinions of me are none of my business. You know, this is actually, I think I'm going to write a blog post and just write a bunch of these because these you don't know how they're going to affect you. I yeah. love this one too. If I'm feeling very anxious, I ask myself, will this matter in five years? Mm. There's so many. Man, I got I got a good one like that too. I like this one that I got. Feel, don't respond. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind of like think deeply before you express. Mm. Bad news is this is temporary. Good news is this is all temporary. Mm. That's from Maria Luisa. We're going to see her soon. I like this one. I am free. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, I li actually like this one for people who are working. I know I'm I'm coming in on these too, but I really liked just a few I that I got. It. This one says it, man, I, I really wish I would have done this during work. Cause I feel like it could have helped me with my stressful situations. Is anyone going to die or be hurt if I don't do this right this second? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. This one says, don't play to be happy, be happy and play. Mm, I like that one. I like not playing to be happy. I really like the one you just said, Cammie. Is anyone gonna hurt? Be Is hurt anybody or die going to die or be hurt this? if I don't do this right this second? Mm. Yeah, man, I love that. I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off. Oh, I love this one. We become aware of the void as we fill it. Mm. So, like, as we're healing, we become more and more aware of our suffering, and like, mm -hmm. I love that. I, I really love, love that. that too. Number one, I just want to thank everybody that participates in everything. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's me too. really, really fun to like read the stories, get the DMs. Yeah, you know, it, it's just it feels really good. It's yeah. it's exciting, and it's something so beautiful about social media. And our episode today is going to be based mm -hmm. off of two questions that were sent in via DM on the Den Mothers, and we were trying to fit them in. We're like, okay, maybe we can put these at the end of an episode, but they're so good that we're creating a whole episode around the questions. Yeah. So it's so amazing. So bottom line, this episode, we are covering dating via apps and in person and cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Via apps and in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, we're going to start the first one and I'm just going to read out the question and then we can kind of talk about all the things. Okay. All the things. Okay. One question. 
how do you recommend meeting people to date without using a dating app? I'm not a huge fan of the apps and would rather meet someone in person, but it seems like men don't take initiative in person anymore, and I am pretty introverted, so I'm nervous to go up to them. I would love to hear your advice on this. I love this question. I love this question so much. Can I just give a little snippet of advice before we jump in? Please. I gave this to a girlfriend lately too. She was ready to start dating and wasn't into dating apps. But what I told her is do both. I feel like if you get on dating apps, you're putting into the universe that you're open to dating right now. So it's also a really good way to just go on some fun dates, like see what's out there. Even if you want to meet someone in person, like I don't know how much time you have, but it's really nice to just go on dates. Like people are, people don't do that anymore. People Mm -hmm. try to wait and meet somebody in person and then you're dating just one person. It's like, I feel like going on those kind of more of like the quick dating is just Mm -hmm. a good way to get introduced back into the dating scene and open up all possibilities for meeting people. Because right now also a lot of people do meet on dating apps. Well, you know, I have two examples of this and I also want to talk about, I want to talk about a few things. Yeah. The first is how to write your dating app. Yes. The second is why it's okay to be open to dating apps. And the third is two stories of successful dating app experiences. Okay. So the first one is I was on a boat with my friend Gala, Gala Darling. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she was going to write a book about a hundred dates from dating apps. Mm. And she met her now partner on her 51st date. So like they, she couldn't (laughs) keep going on dates because she was like, well, this guy's amazing. So like it was so cool for her and I met him. He's wonderful. She's wonderful. Like They really have such a great thing. And that was because it was in 2020. Like that was the only way to date really. Yes. And I met Shane on Hinge. Mm. Can you believe that? Like I hate saying that because I don't – I was not a dating app person either. I literally jumped on a dating app. Shane was one of the first people that I connected with. And then we realized we had all these mutual connections. We had mutual friends that we had just been like passing ships in the night. And I don't know if I would have met him. So just because you're meeting somebody on a dating app, like connection is real in person. And I think about this too with social media. Like people shit on social media or say like they're not social media people. They're not into it. Okay, that's great for you. And also almost every single one of my closest friends I met on on social media. Mm -hmm. Because when you meet somebody in person, if they are who they say they are on the dating app, if they are who they say they are on their social media, really beautiful connections can be fostered. Yeah, I think so too. I know a lot of relationships where people have met on dating apps. So yeah, I would just push for that. So Lauren, you coach people through this. How would you say to set up your dating app to be successful in dating? Okay, so I think that the dating app for women or, you know, people who identify as women is a lot easier, I would say, because I always like to have something quirky, something like something fun about you and then kind of what you're looking for. I like Mm -hmm. Hinge better. Well, it depends on what you want, but if you are on Tinder – 
you know, it's just I more like Tinder known. Bumble. Oh yeah, I never did Bumble because I, I like, like to be pursued. Mm. So I don't. I like. Yeah, I think Bumble Hinge actually. Is a big one. Yeah, Bumble just like does nothing for me because I want the person to make the first move. Yeah, but that's just a personal preference mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So I actually never even had a Bumble. I just had Hinge, and then for a while I had Tinder, and I was just like. <laughs> meeting a lot of one night stands on Tinder and then I met you know my soulmate on Hinge. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you are on Hinge, I always like for my profile, I said like I was dated or I was voted the funniest person in my high school class. Mm-hmm. Like who knows if this still stands now, you'll have to see or something like that, you know. Yeah. And then I would put things that I like, um like a little list of stuff, little interesting things about me and then have some photos that are hot of you like you just hot sexy and then some with your friends if you want or like some with your dog but you don't it's like imagine that you're you're basically just telling the world who you are and I think that when you are setting up a dating profile it's the same thing as when you're dating in person if you meet the person that you're supposed to be with on a dating app, it's not going to fucking matter what your dating app actually says. Yeah. Like there is a piece of that that's like, just like what one of the women said on the mantra just now, what's meant for you will not pass you by. So Mm -hmm. when you are making your dating app, go into it with the assumption of like, if my person is on here, I'm going to meet them. Like I'm going to find them. And if they're not, then they're not. But Unless you're saying something that has nothing to do with you or it's really awkward or you just put on there like, hey, I want to fuck and you actually want to find somebody to marry, like be truthful, be you, and whoever is meant for you will not pass you by. Yeah. That's it. And do not be discouraged by dating apps because people essentially are going on there to make a quick connection. So like if you're not getting matches back or if someone's not writing you back or stuff like that, I mean, just know that people are on there to quickly decide if they're into you or not. Yeah. So keep your mind open and you get the opportunity to do the same. So like Lauren and I have talked about this before, but like there are certain things people could say that I would just immediately not respond or like not right. like anything really about like sports, like asking you about their sports team. Like that would be an immediate no for me, but that's also kind of why the apps are so great. Like you can really like if somebody is has a million pictures of them just fishing, like, no, I'm probably not going to be dating them. <laughs> right. Okay, so for me, though, too, I want to honor that sometimes, like, I have this weird thing about being too on the internet. Like, I don't know if it's because of the social media platform that I have or whatever, but I don't like my energy sometimes to be spread too thin. And I would be able to tell in my own body when I, when being on dating apps was toxic for me. Yeah, like if I was just going through a bunch of people or it was, like, getting in my head about people not talking to me the way I wanted to be talked to, people not like receiving my jokes the way I wanted them to receive it. If I was getting bored by the constant messaging and blah, 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 I would just delete it. Like you can just download it and delete it as many times as you want or pause your app, pause it. It won't show you to more people. So, you know, I, it is interesting because once I turned off my dating app, because when Shane and I met, obviously, we were friends. Yeah. Well, not obviously, but we were friends. So I was still on dating apps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kind of the second that I decided I was no longer into them and that I was just going to run into my person, Shane and I fell in love. It was so wild. But that – you get to decide that too. You're in charge. 
you're in charge. Yeah, which feels really good. So let's transition, though, into if you're not into the dating apps, how to meet people in person. Yeah. Man, I mean, I met my husband outside of a bar at 2 a.m. Yeah. We weren't even at a bar together. And it was actually after I watched the vulnerability video by Brene Brown because I realized Mm -hmm. that I wasn't ever really leading with my heart. I was more introverted and wanted guys to pursue me. Right. And I felt like when I pursued guys, they would kind of deny or like Mm. just not really be into it. But we sort of want to roll this into like rejection is a really good, beautiful part of life. So it really is about just making an effort. Okay. I will step in here because I think I'm really good at meeting people in public Mm-hmm. Part of that is because I make eye contact a lot. Like if yes. I see somebody that I think is attractive, I'll make eye contact and kind of smile and then I let them pursue me. But I've also left notes for people. Like I've I've written on the back of receipts. Like if I have a hot server and I'm like, damn, I'm horny. Like yeah. I've literally written notes on receipts. I've, I've done the most for – Because I just believe that putting yourself out there, there's nothing that can be like, here's the thing. Even if you pursue a man first, you'll be able to tell pretty quickly if he's then in pursuit of you. Just because you make the first effort, just because you make the first contact, like you'll be able to tell if someone's into you. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're consistently pursuing them, consistently pursuing them, back off. Yeah. Don't do shit. And if they come to you, good. But there is something important, I think. And maybe this is a little bit old school, but I really love the feeling of being pursued. And I know most of my friends, most you know, women in my circles like that too. Yeah, I do too. Um, Yeah, making the first effort is definitely okay. Like Lauren said, making eye contact and smiling, it goes a really long way. Most people do not even look in the direction. So just simply doing that or mouthing out like, hey, or something, like just a a cute little action, I feel like goes a long way. Or even – Sorry, sis. Even little like easy conversation starters. And I – okay, so a couple things. Easy conversation starters are things like if you see somebody at a coffee shop, what are you drinking today? I've never seen you around here. Are you from around here? I've never seen you. I come here all the time. Like you can kind of like comment on little things like, oh, it's a penny loafer day or like, oh, it's – like it's – I don't know. Like, I like your jeans. Like, it can be something so small. You don't have to necessarily be in, like, drooling predator pursuit of someone. No. If you're in a grocery store, you can literally, like, make a comment that's funny or just a connection through something that's in their cart. Like, I I feel like the best way to make little comments is just kind of observe what they are doing, what they have, and just say something about it. And you will be able to tell immediately if they're into you. That's how I feel. Yeah, I feel like you can tell. And also, if you are wanting to be pursued, let your body language show that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times chicks are like, I want to be pursued. And then they're just sitting in a corner with resting bitch face. And it's like, well, geez, you're so it's so intimidating. Or Like, like in a grocery line with like their arms crossed, completely closed off. Yeah, like if you want to be pursued, have your head up, have your shoulders back, like look like a hot 
commodity. You know what I mean? Even if you're not feeling great or even if you're a little bit more shy, like that's an easy way to just open yourself to love, open yourself to the universe. Because what we're really saying when you're saying you're ready to date is you're ready for love right? So open yourself up to love physically. Pull your shoulders back. Let your heart shine through. Maybe wear some clothes that are just where you're feeling yourself in them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, when I was ready to date, I literally was just looking hotter when I would leave my house. Like it wasn't for other people. It was for me. Mm -hmm. Like I know that when I have mascara on and my eyebrows are done, I just feel sexier like I just I'm more available to be fucked yeah (laughs) I don't know in the world yes so so also now that everything's opening back up man if you're like in bars and stuff and you see like a hot guy but he's with his friends I would just go up and try to make friends with the friend group that's me wow. going up and just being like, okay, you guys, what are we doing tonight? You know, just like yeah. something really funny. And then yes. they're like, who is this chick? You know, and you're like, are we drinking? What What are we drinking yeah. tonight? Like anything doing like a cute, like, okay. Right. I feel like that's stuff that guys think is really hot and funny. Like in the grocery yeah. store, you're like, okay, we're we're eating the Cheetos tonight or something? Yeah. I, I mean – I'm always the more joking person. We've got sausage on the menu <laughs> yeah. tonight. Are you making a pasta marinara? Are you making the marinara <laughs> with the sausage? Is it going to be a frank yeah. or is it going to be a kielbasa? Okay. Basically, when you're going to date, it's just minimal effort. <laughs> wow. Okay. As you can see, there's no great answer for this and it's total mayhem well I, should we I get, don't think wait so. should we get a man's opinion should we ask Shane what his opinion is I mean if Shane's into that sure okay we're gonna get a professional opinion okay. Shane Hanner just entered the entered the chat so we're talking about <laughs> being pursued like being a woman in pursuit of men when you're dating have you ever been pursued of course do you like it <laughs> there's nothing better okay why is it why I think it's kind of an ego thing it's like it's it, hot. It's hot. Well, for one thing, there's nothing more attractive than a confident woman. The same way women are attracted to confidence, men are attracted to confidence. And if a woman approaches me, I know right off the bat that she knows what she wants. Okay. What would be – like what are some of the things that women have said that you liked? Or like something cute that somebody could say if they're in pursuit of a man? I think it's literally when they've just walked up to me and said that they find me attractive. Really? Yeah. Or wow. they, they – you, they'll walk up and just say you're hot or that they want to talk to me or something like that. Wow. Yeah. There's nothing hotter. Okay. And you, you, get, you become so um, – I, I always, like, turn bright red when it happens. Like, <laughs> like, but it's, it's so um, – it's endearing. I love it. That's so cute. Yeah. Okay. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you, Shane Hanner. okay i love that and that's also michael's favorite pickup line that he uses which i feel like could double as a woman's pickup line is michael will go you're cute can i flirt with you (laughs) oh i (laughs) love that which i feel like is so cute that's such a good i would die if somebody said that to me (laughs) yes okay so just say you're hot i've definitely said that to people before i've i have to be a little tipsy to use you're hot though i'm like oh my god you're so hot and then I'm like, yeah. ah, do they think I'm hot? <laughs> <laughs> but 
some see, of it that's is what I'm just saying like, about minimal effort. It's like really just putting yourself out there is enough. Like yeah. just saying and just also recognize everybody in life gets rejected. My favorite thing to think about when you're pursuing someone is the worst case scenario is you just never see that person ever again. Right. <laughs> so yeah, they really, reject you yeah. and they laugh in your face and then you never see them again. You never see them again. So it's actually the best case scenario because putting yourself out there isn't so hard when you think about the fact that you just might never see them. <laughs> if you're not everyone's cup of tea, that's okay. Like not everyone is going to be like, yeah, I'm so into this. Or maybe mm-hmm. they'll see you – you know, there are just – Dating is so complex and also it's like the easiest thing ever because like I said, the person who's meant for you won't pass you by. If you trust in that, it makes things so much less serious. Yes. Like I think that's an important thing too is like we take things so seriously. Yes. We take ourselves so seriously. And if you think of this as just the person that you're pursuing or the people that are out there in the dating world are all struggling with their own shit. They have insecurities. Like it doesn't matter how hot someone is. Like everybody's having their own inner dialogue. And so you may approach somebody when they're heartbroken over their ex and they're going to reject you. Yeah, You know, you might approach somebody and they're like, oh, sorry, I'm married. Or, oh, sorry, I'm just not like attracted to <laughs> to you. Yeah, you know, and like, that's okay. It's the same as you wouldn't be attracted to every man who's coming up to you. Exactly. So yeah. I think that – you know, just allowing this to be fun. Like dating, it might seem annoying. It might seem like, oh, I'm so sick of going on dates with all these idiots. But if you think of it as it's fun, you're in the study of life, enjoy yourself and stop taking everything so fucking seriously. And that's exactly how we're going to wrap up that session. Thank you so much, Mrs. Lauren McNasty. Oh, thank you, Camille, Mrs. Miss Misbach. Okay, so our second section of this podcast is based around the following question. Okay. My boyfriend of two and a half years has been going to strip clubs by himself and getting lap dances. He's been lying to me and just told me the truth. It was completely left field. I'm not really okay with it. Is this cheating and what should I do? I just want to start by saying that cheating for everybody is different and it is based on parameters you've set in your relationship and also just the way you feel in your heart so to answer your question is this cheating if it feels like cheating to you then yeah I would just say that's cheating if it feels like disrespect if it feels like something that goes against how your relationship was set up at the beginning then yeah for you it's cheating yeah I mean Even if we don't, I think that we can use the word cheating and expect it to be like a blanket statement, but it is a subjective thing, like you were just saying. And I will say something that is not subjective, it's very objective in this case, is that regardless of whether or not you want to identify that or categorize it as cheating, it sounds like it's absolutely a betrayal of trust and the boundaries that are set in your relationship. Like, Yeah, no matter what, the lying for me is what is just absolutely not okay. Like it's – yeah, I mean it's lying on so many levels. It's a lot of little decisions – to make that lie possible. Like he was lying to you about where he was going. He was lying to you about where he's spending the money. If you guys share money, I don't even know. Like Mm -hmm. if 
he's lying to you when he gets home late. He's lying. Like, I don't know what Man. all the things are, but like there, there are a lot of lies here. Mm-hmm. And normally, I mean, mom always said this, right? Like when people are cheating on you or people are doing this, they're not, they're trying to lie. Like they're trying to cover something up. Yeah. So they are their worst version of themselves. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I just want to say to this person who wrote the question and like, I just want to hold your little heart and say, I'm so sorry that this happened too, yeah. because that doesn't feel good. Me too. I want to say, I love your little heart too. And I want to just give you a squeeze because no matter what betrayal is so heartbreaking And so many of us have been there. I want to say this, and I actually heard Bianca Taylor say this, Mm -hmm. and I actually really agree with this too. If in your heart you feel you've been cheated on, so for you, that's this scenario. You said you're not okay with it. I would, even if you plan to get back with the person, break up with them. Because to me, it shows them that the boundary has been crossed and that is not okay to you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's for an hour. It doesn't matter if it's for a day, for a week. No matter what, you need to wrap your head around the situation alone and check in with yourself and see if this is a pattern in your relationship, if it's something you can get over or if it's something that you can't get over and and it's it's going to be you feeling like the person lied and you're never going to be able to have their trust again so i would say set the boundary that they broke the boundaries and mm. that i i would say at least temporarily to break up with them to show them that that's not okay it's, it's so valid and another thing is that when you are in a situation like this where a boundary has been crossed in such a big way, I think it's really important for you to take time by yourself, not in communication with the person, to reflect on, is this the only thing in your relationship that's a red flag? Yeah. I know that you said you were blindsided, and I'm sure that because this was an actual physical action, you were blindsided. But I'm going to encourage you because this is your boyfriend. This is not your husband. You do not have four kids. Mm-hmm. You are able right now in this time to question, is this somebody that I want to continue continue the pursuit of a relationship with? Mm-hmm. Is everything else perfect and he has this like secret fetish for lap dances? Is he like having a, you know, some kind of a kink or a fetish thing come up where he he needs to do this? Um, but this is going to require a lot of conversation with him and with you because typically, I mean, I've never really seen a situation where somebody's cheating and there aren't other things in the relationship that are massive red flags. Yeah. I mean, I, well, no, I I couldn't say that. I couldn't say that. I couldn't say that. What I will say is. There are rarely times where cheating is just about the physical act that happens. Typically, there are other underlying conversations that need to be had, other like things that need to be unearthed, addressed, yeah, et cetera. So, so I have been cheated on in two massive relationships, and I have forgiven the people both times. Mm. And the reason I did 
is because they told me right away and we got to have conversations about like what was happening in the relationship where that was the option to me it would have been a different scenario if they would have waited a long time and it came out later because for me honesty is my number one Mm. is one of my number one things in a relationship so your value yeah yeah it is it is a key value for me so people make mistakes I am willing to work on things with somebody and work through the mistake that was made only if they're honest. So I can't handle being Mm. like, if it goes on for a long time and they tell you later, my head is then thinking, man, what are they else? What are they? What else are they lying about? And that's something in, in my opinion, that's a little bit harder to wrap my head around. So I think this is going to have yeah. to be a lot of conversations. If this has been happening for a while and you really want to stay with the person, I would actually recommend going to therapy. Yeah. To talk through it because it's really great to have an unbiased opinion and it's nice to have a conversation in a safe space and talk through things if you think that this person person is worth staying with. Yeah. 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 And because I think cheating also fucking how sucks, dude. It fucking sucks. <laughs> it sucked. is the most heartbreaking act in any circumstance. If they tell you right away, if they wait to tell you, like, it does hit you out of left field. And it yeah. fucking sucks. It sucks. And it is something you can work through if you're willing to put in the effort and if the person is worth it. Yeah, if there were – it is something that you can work through. And also I think sometimes – you know, couples come out stronger on the other side because they may never have had these kind of conversations before because these are like deep conversations. And so I think that this brings up a lot about trust and something that Shane and I were just talking about the other day, just about how when you love somebody so much, like we expect them to hold our hearts and to never, ever hurt us. Right. Mm. And like, we forget that they are a singular being as well. And so like, I wonder what like this person's thought process was doing this. I'm sure that he was feeling shame and guilt at some point too, hiding mm-hmm. this from you, especially if he decided to come forward by himself yeah. to like, say something about it. So there, there's just so much here. And I think something that's really important for you to know too in this is trust yourself Yeah. Trust yourself because when you're in a situation where you're rebuilding trust within a relationship and trusting, choosing to trust another person, we can forget that like there is no right answer. Yeah. Like for you, you get to trust your intuition and you get to trust yourself and stand by that decision until it either continues to be what you chose or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so – If you are going to choose to stay with this person, then choose that and in pursuit of that, try not to bring this up in a year and throw it at them during, you know, or if you've healed from it and if you feel healed as a couple, if you are in the back of your head like, oh my God, this is something that I'm going to use against them all the time, like this is an opportunity for you to really question all of that, all of that makes relationships work. Yeah. I'm going to mention something. Uh, Man, you might disagree with this, sis. Okay. 
I would say keep this close to your own heart. Mm. I do not think you need to go asking. We really appreciate you writing this in here because it's anonymous. Mm -hmm. I would not go and tell your whole family, tell your whole friends. I would really, really go inward with this one. And you can maybe tell friends after if that's what you're needing, but only you are going to know. So the worst thing that can happen is you tell everyone and then in your heart, you're like, man, but I really do want to forgive this person. And then all of a sudden, that's the only perception that they have in their head of the person. Like, no matter what, you are going to make your own decision based on your intuition. And so I would say at least at first, while this is fresh, really go inward and like do meditating, go and work out and think about it. Maybe you talk to a therapist on your own first and do some inner work because they, they broke the boundary, but now you are the one who gets to react to that. So this is really on you. And I think in your heart, probably listening to this, you already know what your decision is going to be, but make Mm -hmm. it clear with your partner if you do decide to stay, that the boundary was broken and figure out a way to remedy that. And I would also say, keep your heart open to, or at least keep an open mind to the fact that they might be having a fetish. Like when I first read this, I was like, man, I I feel like this may be a fetish thing if they're like sneaking around and lying about it. So you may have to come up with new boundaries. Like if you're really wanting to stay and work on it with the person, it might be something that they want to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then again, you get to make the decision whether you're okay with that or not. Right. Because I think a lot of times, like I think about this when people are cross-dressing behind Mm -hmm. their partner's back or where people are like, you know, watching particular porn behind their partner's Mm -hmm. back and it could be like trans porn or porn that's more, you know, unfortunately it is fetishized and these people feel like they cannot get off or can't get aroused. And that's the difference between a fetish and a kink, by the way. A fetish is you cannot become like sexually aroused without it. A kink is something that like you like to be a part of the process. Mm. So like – a kink could be spanking or BDSM or something like that, mm-hmm. but it could also be a fetish if it's something that you have to have. Okay. So um, anyway, I just wanted to make that. Yeah. No, that's clear. a very good but, distinction. Yeah. I think there's a – well, and there's just a lot here because I think people are worthy of second chances. I think people are worthy of love. I think that a lot of our wounds show up when we do things like cheating. So this is going to be – something big for you two to work through and I really wish you the absolute best on it and hope that you got some insight today from us yeah me too and honestly mm-hmm. I'd really love to know what happens yeah please <laughs> tell us, us if know. this helps yeah keep us updated and we're sending you all the love in the world well and sis one of the things that I want to say to you or I want to kind of respond to you saying keep it close to your heart I think there are two ways to go about that. One thing that I see a lot is that when somebody has been cheated on, they'll talk shit about their partner. Yeah. Like there's a difference between talking shit and can you be like, imagine, can you fucking imagine this motherfucker just did this and they're going crazy. 
And all of their friends are like, yeah, fuck that guy. And then a week later, you're like, just kidding. We're, you know, it's going to be fine. And so question your own toxic behavior. If you have friends, like I'm just imagining if something happened between Shane and me, I feel like I would be really comfortable telling my circle and just be like, can you help me through this? And I think that's because a lot of us are on like a very – We've worked through a lot. Yeah. And so it's not like a toxic situation. But if you have friends that are also in toxic relationships and you think that maybe you have the best relationship mm-hmm. out of all your friends or you're seeing all them and you're like, I would not have a relationship like that, then be weary of asking for advice from people that you would not want to be in their relationship. Want to be – yeah. Or yes. even that you just don't really respect or don't really identify with how they make decisions, right? That's so, such a good point. Yeah. Such a good point. But if you do feel like you have the support of the friends and they can actually help you like talk through the situation like what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. then you could bring it to your friends. You can bring it right. to your friends. Right. But yeah, I guess that is a good distinction to make. Toxic friendships – or behaviors versus support, needing support. Right, versus so, support. Because yeah. support is really great when you're in a situation like that to lean on people that you truly feel have your best interest at heart. Yeah. Man, I just really love these questions today. I felt mm. like they were so in-depth and just good. And I I love questions like this because it really makes me think about how I feel on certain things. Like you don't know how you feel or how you articulate yourself or to a community until you have questions come up like this. So I'm into it and I love it. I love this so much. I said it last time. The Wolfpack is just becoming more vulnerable and asking for really juicy, delicious advice. So Thank you all for writing in. These were beautiful questions. We're not going to end with more questions this week since this is already a question-based episode. So I think that's it. I think that's it. (laughs) And we love you so much. Again, if you guys have questions, advice, hilarious stories, we love it all. DM at the Den Mothers, even more than our personal pages because sometimes they get lost in the requested section. So email at the Den Mothers and we love to read these and hopefully we answer questions for you all that help out. And happy October again. Oh, the best. Happy October, the babies. absolute best month. We love you all so much and we'll see you for episode number 15. Oh my goodness.